Got yourself a drink? Uh, kind of. <laughs> Is it a glass of tequila again? <laughs> you know what? I will... I'll grab myself a drink. I'm also <laughs> having dinner, which is a Keiko and uh, protein, vanilla protein smoothie with uh, pineapple Ooh. and a bunch of other shit. Hey, uh, nothing wrong with that being your drink. <laughs> no, I think I'll have some alcohol too. Although, because last night, so uh, let me switch my mic so you can hear me while I run to the fridge. Mm. Okay. I guess you're just going to have to hear me slowly fade away. That's fine. Um, so last night I went to, and I'm gonna watch the rest. Probably one tonight. Probably one tonight, and then two tomorrow. So um, I'm gonna watch Fast X what? with some buddies, just for the the meme of it. Right. Yeah, I, I'm committed at this point, right? <laughs> like I've seen, I've seen the other nine. Yeah. I feel invested. I, I feel I deserve this. So. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, similar. To, not quite as brutal, but similar to uh, National Treasure, there's obvious drinking rules for these movies. Of course. Um, and I quickly learned, I showed up a little bit later, but uh, I quickly learned I was not going to get as drunk as the other two people <laughs> with me and took it upon myself to be the responsible person. That's noble of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know? It was I, I still had fun But like Man they got fucked <laughs> Sure I mean what else is there to do Watching Fast X Yeah no you gotta drink I, I think Those are Fun drinking movies Just You know You're not there For anything else <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Like So um, Yeah we made it Through six So I have seven Eight nine to get through um, nice. I'll probably watch Eight and nine At somebody's at my buddy's place tomorrow before the movie. But that is yeah, that is a commitment. I stopped after five. I haven't seen anything. Five? Else. I rewatched five? Dude, what a good movie, low key. Yeah, it's great. It's one of the <laughs> few like that actually has like a pretty damn good review on uh like Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Like if you look, all of them are like, oh more shit just blows up or whatever. Then that mm. one is like, this is a pretty good movie. And it is. <laughs> and it's part of it because like Three of the hottest actresses in that entire series are all in it at once. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I, I it really is like a half decent movie. I haven't watched what it in so long. I'll have to check it out again. Fast Five was absolutely like really enjoyable. Six, six is the famous like um, that's got the Letty leap in it is what I call it, and the oh, uh, where. Where Dom flies across the highway when he jumps off his car oh, and catches yeah. Letty in midair. I've seen the meme. Yeah. The Letty leap is what I call it. He flies like 45 feet through the air, <laughs> catches Letty at full speed, and lands on a car. <laughs> like, yeah. That was the first movie where just shit got really wild. Like, That was the movie with the runway. Oh, yeah. I definitely never saw that. The nine-mile runway. Or, as honestly, I think I did the math. It's like fifty miles, minimum. Uh, that seems like it would be worth watching. Admittedly, like as a drinking game. Like, no, yeah, as a drinking game, it's fun. I, I think so. Fast Five. One of my buddies had the rule because that's when they first introduced The Rock. Um, <clears throat> hold on. Quit being a bitch. 
Um, that's where they first introduced The Rock, and so his drinking role for any time he's in one of the movies of the series is uh, you have to um, drink if he says some like really horribly cheesy line. That's the whole movie, isn't it? It's, a, it's brutal in the first one in particular. Um, <laughs> because the first one, oh god, I think we made the someone double drink for the line. He's like... Uh, she someone asked him like if he's the Calvary or where the Calvary is and she's like bitch I am the Calvary and he drove oh, straight through classic. like nine things and I was like yo that, you gotta drink three times for that like you just that's just too much um but yeah it's a I mean again it's a drinking event it's not yeah. like I'm going for cinema here but I'm committed <laughs> at this point I've seen nine movies I owe this to myself yeah you can <laughs> yeah um, anyway, I'm, I'm really myself. happy that this is live and I got all this because I'm gonna use this. <laughs> this is live, perfect. <laughs> I'm so. Is this? Oh yeah, we're recording. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna pour myself just a nice glass of of Agavero tequila. Ooh, um, okay. It's a tequila that I think my mom got me. It's from Mexico somewhere. I don't. I don't know where they got it, uh, but it's it's not from here at all. It's, everything's written in Spanish, or whatever. So, of course. Uh, <laughs> looks good. I, I'm intrigued. I'll let you know if I cry. You'll know why. I look forward to hearing it. <laughs> um, oh yeah, it's nice to crack. A little ASMR and crack in the yeah. bottle. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's real it. nice. That's our new intro. Is that sound? I'm going to say that noise. Will Will pouring another glass of tequila. (laughs) Hey, what are you drinking? Just straight tequila. Honestly, it really fits the theme. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Cool. I took the time to also put a bit of like a two watch, blow it all on something. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Glad my story time could. uh... Story time with Will could fill that time for you. All right, All right let me level out my sound for you real quick. Yeah, I think mine's pretty balanced. Yeah. I only hit yellow every once in a while. You always sound way better. I'm still trying to figure out like where I need to be in relation to this microphone. All right. You want to start us off in the intro? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I'm ready. I'll do... Uh... Quick three, actually, should I shoot the shot first? Are you just taking a shot? Yes. Uh, I, I'm going to take a little sip, yeah. All right. A little shot's worth. Yeah. That's a, All right. that's a uh, sip, right? You just fill a shot glass, you take the sip of it. Yeah, definitely include this part. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> cheers. Cheers to another episode. Cheers. Oh, oh my god, that's delicious. Really? Is this like vanilla? Vanilla tequila? It tastes so vanilla y. It's not like it's not like that one tequila. You remember that that was like strawberry or whatever? That was disgusting. Yeah. No, this is like Hunter refuses to get rid of. Yeah, for no reason. <laughs> Dude, this is good. Alright, now we need to do something together live so that we can just take shots of tequila and do like watch reviews or something i would take shots of that a lot um all right 
Hello, everybody. We're back with the Half Passed Out podcast. My name is Will. I'm Christian. And uh, we're going to do another watch podcast today. This week's episode is going to be on a $500 collection, pretty entry-level watch collection for, I would say, the entry enthusiast. Um, Someone who wants to get into it, is willing to throw some money on it, but you know you're not you're not gonna break anything uh if you <laughs> yeah. uh if you end up bailing on the the premise of it so yeah um yeah hopefully Christian... a little less pretentious than the other ones that are out there <laughs> yeah this, this is a little bit different from our uh high-end uh conversation <laughs> that we had i think an episode or two ago um but uh what are you wearing right now christian uh, right now, I've got the G-Shock 2100 series, so it's oh. their analog digital white resin band and case, white hands, and the black dial. Picked it up a few weeks back and have not been able to stop wearing it. I fucking love this watch. Yeah, um, little, tried little it with a story. bunch of different outfits. It looks yeah great with everything. Yeah, no, it's it's a gorgeous watch. I I, I really I think it's super cool looking, but it, it just fits. Um, I think the main thing is you do have to keep it clean because you love that white look that it keeps but yeah uh, worried about discoloration for sure but sure. i think it'll be fine yeah. yeah as long as we wash it hopefully yeah <laughs> right a uh, little story for everybody on that watch uh, i've been trying to get christian to get that watch for like a year um in fact weddings back to back is really what i've been <laughs> convincing him to try and get it <laughs> the first wedding rolled around and he decided to be conservative reasonable yeah. And yeah. uh <laughs> second uh, time around he's like fuck it. I'll make sure yeah. Mother's Day is great. <laughs> exactly. Nailed Mother's Day, got myself a watch and I uh, have lived to not regret it. It's been a great impulse purchase. <laughs> I'm so glad. Yeah, it, it looks great. I you know, I'm jealous. Hunter's Hunter's jealous. He was with us when you bought it. Uh he thinks it looks great too. So it's tough to argue with such a clean look like that. Yeah, and now it's going to be Will's turn for the next impulse purchase. So if anybody has <laughs> watch suggestions, send them to Will. <laughs> oh, oh. We're one in one right now. We've only had a couple weeks. <laughs> it's a pretty fast rate we've got going. Yeah, um, honestly, anybody listening, this is just an excuse for us to finance our uh, addictions. But 100%. we don't make any money off the podcast, so we're really no. just throwing money in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> but we feel we better were. about it, <laughs> exactly. which is all that matters. We've got somebody to talk to. <laughs> yeah, who's somebody to cons- console <laughs> when we, we make all these reckless spendings. Uh, but what are you wearing, Will? Uh, right now, I am wearing my Luminox, uh, just the blue chronograph that you know with the leather band. Um, oh, nice. It is, yeah. Admittedly, I wasn't wearing anything uh, earlier, but that's because I was in the pool. So, um, but I, I have mm. a lot of comfort wearing this watch, and the uh, Laco that I've been loving lately is on the winder. So, oh, I forgot it was an automatic. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of impulse buys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Uh, Did so. you ever get that uh, the bracelet for your tag? Uh, in fact, I'm actually going to do that on Tuesday. I gotta go pick it up. I, I sent them the wrong. Uh, they sent me the wrong link, so I'm going to return that link that I got from eBay, which is unfortunate. And 
I don't know. I'll figure it out. But I'm bummed. I was really excited <laughs> for that, and um, I really thought I nailed it, and it's still the wrong size. I'm wondering if I should get a a whole bracelet and just mm. fit it to that watch. It won't be stock or anything, but that's okay. Um, but it, yeah, it's just so hard. Would you want to try hard. and find a tag bracelet, or do you? Would you? Just I'd probably try and spend for a tag bracelet. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd spend the money for a tag bracelet, but um, it really just I need to make sure it fits the um, fits the watch. That's fair. So, and I mean, ideal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering if I just walk in with like my computer to the watch store and be like, "Hey, I what do I need?" The people at Right Time are fantastic. Anybody yeah. in Colorado, Right Time, either the Denver Centennial location, great people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, great experiences there so far. And again, they're very helpful. They told me just whatever you buy, just get, you know, after you buy it, send it to us and we'd be happy to help. And they were honest. They're like, hey, sorry, we tried to make this work. It just it doesn't fit. So um, we'll make it work when, it, uh, when I can. But um, it just some time out of my uh for the last couple weeks busy schedule (laughs) so yeah i hear that i know the struggle (laughs) yeah yeah uh anyway let's jump into it though yeah Yeah. um what's the first one so three watches all under 500 dollars to you know start a collection with yeah so again you could do this kind of how you'd like if if you're looking into some watches at the gate um so you don't have to stick to the uh three watch method or if there's different looks that you like but i think this covers a lot of your bases um so the first thing that i was thinking of is like usually it's gonna be incredibly difficult to get an automatic watch in there Um, oh yeah and i think you you can really forego that premise um but I did manage to get one in there for the sake of it. And uh, it's your ever so classic Seiko 5 sports <laughs> watch. Um, I think those watches are just so universally um, yeah. loved at, at every uh, end of it. Like I think even the highest end of watch snobs still love a good Seiko 5. I think they, they look great. Hard to argue with. Um, the thing is, you can get a new one for about 220 um, but to fit under that eats almost half your budget when you go that way. So to fit under that price range, um, based on my research, you can get a used Seiko five, um, for somewhere between 170 and $200. Uh, I, I gave the budget up from 170 to 295. Yeah. So or I'm sorry, 195. So that you have room for if you find the right one you want. Um, you can get ones that are pretty lightly used. Every once in a while, you'll see a, a, a new one popped up with tags or whatever for a 195, which is why I had to include that. Um, mm, that's not but bad, though. Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, again, you're. This is probably what happened is probably someone bought it, didn't like it, and is just reselling it because a, a new one's about two. 20 roughly um Mm. whatever you want to get and um i think yeah you see a lot of these bids settle um for around the one i'd say usually around 180 um so that's that's my first pick uh i think it's just a great everyday watch and 
uh, a dip into the automatic world, which is really exciting and something that I thought I wasn't going to be able to achieve, but still ended up doing so. Yeah, I definitely did not get any automatics, but I mean, even the one you sent me, Beat to Hell, it's like the poor man's Submariner. I mean, you can dress it up, dress it down, it looks good with everything, and I'm a sucker for a day-day complication, so anytime you can get that on a watch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, What's your first pick? What do you you got for me? Uh, uh, My, like, sports watch first pick, or the first pick was the, also, G-Shock, G, or... 2100 series yeah uh, wouldn't have put it on before i picked up the watch but now that i've spent a couple weeks wearing it for a hundred bucks it's you can beat it to hell it's a 20 or 200 meter water resistance so it's plenty to go like swimming diving with and it's cheap enough that you're not gonna worry about it mm-hmm. um you can get models i mean g-shock these days has models into like the four or five grand range but you can get the 2100s for like 120, 150 in for like the resin metal bands and metal cases and like the 200, 230 range. Yeah. I didn't go that expensive, but I mean, yeah. any color you want. Oh, yeah. Any style. It's a super versatile watch, lightweight. Oh, and they're just beloved. Yeah. I, I, I'm a yeah, personally exactly. huge fan of the, the octagon, uh, the octagon bezel shape. I think yeah, what do they call it? The Casio? In- like the Casio, yeah, because it kind of re- resembles the, uh, um, forgive me, what am I missing? AP? The, yeah, the AP Oak. Uh, yeah, I'm sure so. no one's been given a cease and desist for, call- for calling it that. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I-, I love that Octagon look. I think it looks great, and um, that one in particular. So you-, you get so many different types and choices that I, it's so hard to go wrong again it's widely accepted among the watch community is a great watch um so yeah. uh, i mean great. all of mine are quartz great but three-year sure. battery analog digital date feature and cheaper course, to maintain so cheap to maintain and again you wash it with cold water every once in a while rub it or wipe it down and it'll keep its color for a long time yeah tell you what i would have worn that in the pool <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah no i wear this so everywhere now uh mm-hmm. how about you uh what's next on the list so we so, got the uh seiko 5 you got your automatic in yeah my, uh my more sporty type i'm gonna go with my both you could use for anything um i would say the next one's a, a little bit on your dressier side if you uh look at it it's your uh, Timex. I, I knew right away when we made this list I was going with a Timex. And I think sometimes because of how, I don't know if it's common or whatever it might be, Timex gets like, <laughs> they're almost slandered. Um, but yeah. they really do have great pieces. Now, it's sure, there's pieces that you, I would never wear or whatever, but there's so mm-hmm. many. They're a huge watch distributor, and I, I think you'd be remiss to overlook... Um, some of the pieces they have. This one that I picked uh, is the Waterbury Classic. It's a 40 millimeter with a leather strap. It's a white face Roman numeral, uh, Roman numerals around the dial. Uh, this nice brown leather strap. So uh, again, another day date, which is nice. It's kind of just a little nice to have with that. Um, and for only 120 bucks. So um, something that, again, you can pretty easily get into 
and um, you're you're not gonna worry about the, you know, if if it does get knocked around, it's not gonna hurt you. But also, super easy to maintain. It looks great. It's gonna work great because it's a quartz watch. Um, yeah. And it's Timex. I mean, they're not <laughs> they're not in the business of making these knockoff bad watches. This is they're <laughs> a huge resell. They're a huge. Uh, huge watch market and they they make a ton so um i think you can trust uh what you get from them but that's my pick here uh a nice kind of dressy maybe like a uh sunday a church sunday watch yeah and i mean it's got the the second hand on it i thought it was a trident but like the waterbury logo on the second hand such mm-hmm. a cool little touch yeah right i, I think it, that was cool i'm a big fan of that um and again, they they have uh, they have a couple different um, watches that you can select from them, um, mm-hmm. but that one in particular stuck out to me for this collection. But you're certainly not bracketed there. They have a ton of different ones that you can select from. So yeah, I think that's my favorite thing about like this price point. It was hard to find you know, three watches all under five hundred bucks that like fill the or fit roles, but. Mm-hmm once you find a brand that does it there's so many customizable options and you can do a bunch of cool stuff with them yeah you know, like the quick release straps you can get 10 straps for all pretty expensive for any inexpensive from timex and wear it with whatever you want you know mm-hmm. let me pull up mine because i also went you know people's favorite easy to customizable for my second one uh swatch Classic, they get yeah a ton of hate because I don't know they're another just like mass market producer sure but like I think the biggest the watch distributor reloaded. I think or second yeah they own like oh, the Swatch Group owns so many other big brands that yeah. I don't know I've heard it tossed around that they've like saved or revitalized Swiss watchmaking I don't know anything about that but they make a really nice watch yeah yeah no they they, they certainly know what they're doing um, and uh, look at the one you have I love the color uh, color palette you picked here. It's, it's very yeah, the fun. Rogue Noir. It's, yeah, three different color yeah. hands, 24-hour like internal dial, date feature. Stands out. Yeah, this is what I... I picked this one out because I wanted it to be like a talking piece. You get a dress yeah. watch, a sports watch, and then something that whatever Someone's you wear it with, it. it'll look good, and people are going to talk about it. Yeah, I agree. I think this is definitely a talking piece. I'm, I'm looking at it now. I'm a big fan of it. Um... I mean, you know, that's just and, what Swatch does. They make, oh, they sure. partner with artists and they do cool designs and they make watchmaking accessible or watches accessible for everybody, which yeah. I absolutely love. I mean, that's what this yeah. whole thing's about. Yeah, and uh, I'll retouch on that in a little while. Um, <laughs> but um, before we get into that, I, I'll go into my my last pick. And I, admittedly, I'm almost a little jealous of how fun that that last piece is. Um, because yeah, it's hard to ignore how how fun you can get a nice swatch piece for, and, and they do so many cool types of things. Again, similar to Timex, you can find anything, anything you yeah. want on there. So, um, my last piece is another pretty uh, nice type, and again, amazingly, I stuck another automatic in here, <laughs> um, which. I couldn't tell you how, but good for me. Um, I got an Orient Bambino, uh, which is uh, everyone, at least in the watch community, has a good understanding as to how yeah. amazing in value the piece is. Uh, because, 
again, automatic movement. Now, not it's pretty basic automatic movement still. Um, the Orient Bambino is just an incredible piece. And again, on the dressier end, but I would like to say, especially um, with different versions and different colors, you can, you can really make whatever you want work. Um, Orient Bambino usually sells for about $200. Uh, there, mm-hmm. Now there's like a retail, like 385 but it's, it's frequently knocked down to about 195 is the one I've pulled up right now. Um, and it's just, a, again, a Roman numeral, black and white. Um, but uh, I think it's just a super cool piece to have. Um, and again, depending on if what you get for the Seiko, um, you might have a little extra wiggle room to go up or down. Uh, it's totally up to you. Orient, another brand where you can absolutely find um, other oh, yeah. pieces. Uh, but it's the Bambino is famously just the most value-driven watch, um, probably Honestly, on the I market. Would pick one up. I think it. Yeah, it's the best entry-level dress watch that still 100%. like holds up put against more expensive watches. Yeah, I agree. I really do. I I think um, you're again you get you get an entry world into the automatic movements and um, that was originally my challenge. I thought, man, no way I'm gonna get automatics in here. And I would say, don't feel pressured to go automatic. It is more fun. It's exciting. It's it's kind of yeah. more. Um, for lack of better words, romantic uh, to the watch world because it's it's not as efficient as a quartz movement and it's not honestly it's more expensive mm-hmm. to maintain, but like yeah. it, it's just a more fun thing to have. Um, so it's a nice to have, and I will say this about Bambinos, uh, and I noticed this when I was researching them. They don't go down a ton on the used end. <laughs> um, they really they're already don't. such value <laughs> that unless you really beat it up. You're uh, you're looking at a um, similar to the SKX, uh, a pretty um, a pretty similar price for a new one. So uh, I would just go new there and uh, get what you want. But um, that's my last piece. I kind of went double dress, but I think they're both dress flex. They're not like only a dress piece, which is nice. yeah. And like the Waterbury, you can still wear with anything. Yeah, and it'll look good. Like sure. the black on black Orient Bambino, you got wear with a tux suit, whatever. Yeah. But the Waterbury is so versatile. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna stick to Japan for my third one because I also have a mm-hmm. black on black dress watch, and it's from a micro brand that I found a year or two ago that truly started it off in micro brands for me. Um, I'm gonna butcher the name. I apologize, but I'm pretty sure it's Kuo. Uh, K-U-O-E from Kyoto, Japan and they make really interesting or mostly dress watches they've got a few like sports straps and everything like that but the Old Smith 9001 is the index just black on black really minimalist design but a sub-dial second hand uh, really uh, yeah it looks classy you get the perks of having a micro brand in your collection that not a lot of people are going to notice, but I think it still stands out enough that it looks different from like your Citizen Eco Drive and mm-hmm. even like your Seikos and Orients. You know, mm-hmm. it has its own presence. <laughs> um, downside to it, well, I don't mind it. I know it's not for a lot of people. Thirty-five millimeters. It is a small watch. <laughs> 
Wow. Yeah, uh, that's 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 uh, too small for me. Period. I yeah. I literally couldn't do that. I literally I just would my hand would destroy that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have like not ginormous hands, but like my wrists are big enough that I I'm very comfortable with the forty two. Forty uh, is on the dressier side, and I love that. Um, thirty eight I've tried on. It, it's a bit small for me. It would have to be a pretty specific mm. watch. The lug to lug had to have to be pretty big, but. Um, anything 35 yeah I, I don't know if I could do that <laughs> I so I thought it'd be too small for me too I'm pretty sure my Timex Expedition is a 35 millimeter though okay and I really enjoy wearing it again it's small don't get me sure. wrong sure. and it does not look good on everybody but for a really classy dress watch that's gonna yeah. be a little bit standout-ish that's what I would go with I, I love the it's kind of an old-fashioned look I love the crown yeah the yeah, crown absolutely. is like an older style um, stick out, like actual crown. Um, a lot of watches try to make them a little more flush or something like that. Uh, I love that crown for no reason other than uh, it, how kind of prolific it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big fan. No, they um, look so good. This is the one I would pick like in the price range. That yeah. way, like under that $500. If you're looking around on the brand's website, again, K U O E, highly recommend. Yeah. The Royal Smith 06, I think, is the best one that they make. And I'm pretty sure it's a hand wine mechanical, but it's got like larger numerals, a unique dial design. It's a bigger watch. And I think it's really, really pretty, really stunning. I mean, hmm. this one, the one I'm looking at was 528, so out of the price range we're talking about. But yeah. No, I, I think when out. you get into that, uh, there are some micro brands out there, and uh, I'll, I'll touch on my final point in a moment. But they, uh, yeah, I think there are micro brands out there that um, are so fun to support. Uh, yeah, I think absolutely. that's what we talk about the most uh, in on this show so far as micro brands, and it's because you know a lot of people know about Timex and they know about. Uh, the Orient Bambino is probably the most the swatch <laughs> known. So, yeah, the swatch group is huge. Um, admittedly, I am going to sl- slightly interject. This is actually my preferred Orient Bambino um, by mile. And oh, I regret not picking that one. Uh, this is just a regular <laughs> Orient Bambino version 4. Uh, and there's a bunch of different colors. But yeah. that one, that With is... almost you, like pumpkin patina. Oh, yeah. And uh, you can markers. pick the other, the other ones, too. Like, the other... They all are 200 or 210, and I think they're just, yeah. The Orient Bambino version 4, that's my, my pick there. Um, allows hacking, too, which is kind of wild. It's such that a value. That is nice. Yeah, I, I'd go back. That's absolutely my favorite. But um, <laughs> All right, disregard his other Orient. Dang. Because the other one was the version 1. The right? golden green. I hope I don't impulse by that. Anyway, do it. I love a golden green combo. We just gotta stop impulse buying watches. Do it. It's It's only two hundred and ten dollars. Will. Yeah. We'll talk about next week if you don't buy a watch. (laughs) It's a good point. It's a bad point. Bad point. Not not acknowledging. (laughs) Um. Anyway, uh, the one thing I did want to bring up a little bit of a callback is the Swatch Group. Uh, Yeah. And I think that is. The person uh, that's yeah that's Ibrahimovic that's hilarious. I didn't know that he was a model for one of the swatch watches that I'm going to bring up next, and um, kind of a hot topic piece right now. 
and a piece that, especially in the uh, on the lower end, and something that we mentioned, Swatch gets you into the, one of those cheaper things. Um, you can get the Moon Swatch, which is a pairing with the Omega uh, brand from Swatch, uh, yeah. and it, it pairs on Christian's favorite watch, the Speedmaster. I know you love the Speedmaster so much, Christian. I would buy um, a Moon Swatch over a Speedmaster every single day. The Moon Swatches are at least unique looking. I I mean they they look very similar to the, <laughs> the regular Speedmaster. To be fair, um, it's a price point. Here's a couple fun things. Uh, quick around again. You there's a lot of people rocking the Moon Swatch right now. Yeah. Um, so you don't have to be you don't have to spend a ton for it to be a popular watch. If Zlatan Ibrahimovic and Daniel Craig <laughs> and Ed Sheeran can all wear the watch, I think it's good enough. Um, but it's such a the Moon Swatch is such an iconic piece because it pairs with the most famous Omega piece, which is the Speedmaster, and sure. it comes in all different types of colors and whatnot. That's a blast. Now they have been limited um, to get lately, but I think they are becoming a bit more available as you go. Uh, I think you can get most somewhere between the 250 to 350 range. And then you can probably buy, depending on what you get it for, you can choose between the uh, Orient or the Timex that I mentioned as, a, as another just dressier piece. Because the Moon Swatch is yeah. a pretty sports watch. And honestly, it's a pretty fun talking point too. It's, it is... One of the most popular it's hot topic divisive. watches right now for a reason. I I love it. The one thing I would caution people on, and probably a big reason why, to the point where I ran into an ad for it, a big reason why I haven't uh, gone out of my way to get one, um, as much as I love the Omega Speedmaster in the first place, <laughs> uh, you'd think I would have, but they are... Again, it's a four hundred dollar watch. It's it's an entry level piece into kind of the Omega world, um, and to do that, you know, Swatch has to cut some some corners, right? No, and True, reasonably yeah. so. It's, it's a nice watch, but it's also still a, a four hundred dollar watch versus a seven thousand or eight thousand dollar watch. Yeah, and it can get roughed up very easily. Um, to the point where I've just ran into three different ads for screen protectors um, of the watch. But then watch. you buy a screen protector. It's fine. I think you do. I, I really do. But you do have to be careful with it. It, it yeah. does not have near as much durability. I think the Orient Bambino somehow managed to get a uh, sapphire crystal on that for that price point, which is just <laughs> shocking. Um, but again, it, hard to... Hard to compare to the Orient Bambino, um, but uh, actually, I do. Now that I'm looking, it might be mineral. But again, the Moon Swatch is known for not being able to withstand much, um, yeah. so you just got to be a bit more careful with it. And so, I, I just have to add that disclaimer with the most known flaw with that watch. Um, but I don't know if you have a, a two collection piece to add into it. Yeah, so like, if you're going to spend 500 bucks on two watches, instead of wasting your money on a moon swatch that's going to scratch, uh, you can buy one of Will's <laughs> least favorite pieces in the world that I love. And it is the Tissot PRX. I'm going to oh. redo that because I butchered that. The Tissot PRX. 
Yeah, not my favorite. I think Tiso does so many other watches a lot better than the PRX. But they do a lot of great watches. Yeah, but and it's not the PRX. Is... Ugh, fuck off. <laughs> no, I think you, it's hard to find a good integrated sports band, and I don't know if that's what you don't like about it. We can get into. I think that is what I don't like about it, but I love an integrated band, and it's again one of those things you see on the super expensive, unnecessarily priced watches, but you get it on a Tiso, you spend. You know, $300 for the most part. There are some that go higher or not, but yeah, the like $300, you get it yeah. stainless steel band, green dial, quartz movement, and it's so nice. You wear it with anything, and then you pair it with the Alpina. So an Alpina Star Timer Pilot. It's another okay. quartz watch. It's like a pilot field watch. Mm-hmm. Those are the two you buy if you're going to buy two watches for 500 bucks. You get durable with the Alpina. You get, you know, your field watch. It's, I think, 100 meters, which, you know, for the most part is good enough for most people. Love the Alpina um, pick. I just, the other yeah. pick is just not for me. But, you know, <laughs> well, both of them are watches anybody. that you're not going to find on people most of the most often. Alpina, it's a Swiss brand, I believe, but they're not super popular compared to some of the other ones. And then uh, you wear yeah. another divisive piece like the PRX, and you've which always got people sucks. talking. <laughs> Yeah, so what is it about the PRX? Is it just no the way band? I'm picking a PRX over a Moon's Watch. There's just there's no country world where I'm picking a PRX over a Moon's Watch. Well, the difference is you can buy a PRX. You can buy a Moon's Watch just on StockX. <laughs> yeah, you should have to go back back alleys and find hey, somebody who's got a bunch of them. We'll get into a gray boat. market episode in a minute. Uh, oh, not not this time around, but we'll absolutely join a gray market episode. Yeah. Um, but no, there's uh, listen. Uh, if there's like an ex- specific moon swatch that you really want, you're looking at like six hundred, and that's yeah. over the price range. But you can get into the moon swatch world for under five hundred dollars. Absolutely can. And um, they they're becoming more common. But swatch is a huge distributor. They're not going to stop making these until the the hype um, kind of. <laughs> levels out a bit i mean they are it is one of the most hyped up watches right now i just walked uh i recently took a trip to new york and you know omega's store on 49th um is there that's what they advertise the moon swatch not anything else (laughs) the moon swatch um one of the nicest they have to advertise for one of the nicest streets in all of the world (laughs) and they're advertising the moon swatch um so, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, don't get me wrong. I would take a Moonswatch in a heartbeat. All of them are great. I think the uh, yeah. Neptune is probably my favorite, but all of them yeah. are good. Um, yeah, the Moonswatch, if somehow it landed into my situation, yeah, I don't know if I would. Somehow we impulse buy a Moonswatch? <laughs> Never. No. Um, again, <laughs> I am pretty committed on my, my last talking point because you did bring up a, the... Uh, micro brand world and the pretty clear and obvious next watch for me and i'm gonna go a teeny baby bit over the budget but uh we bring them up literally every time we talk (laughs) and i'm gonna do it one last time um there's a lot of beautiful zealous pieces (laughs) that you can get for the 500 dollars range um well you can buy them retail for 500 dollars uh, and there's some that you can get retail. All right, don't, don't get it too twisted. Um, 
like this uh there was one that i really thought about for me i'm a bit stubborn i really want my aventurine dial so i'm gonna hold out for when i can somehow land that but there's a, mm -hmm. a gorgeous looking face uh, i think it's the mako 300 uh meter diver it's a midnight blue for 429 um and that was in stock for most of the day when it dropped so <laughs> most hey of the day. listen if you know if you know when the drops are coming if it's in, in stock most of the day it's not like the aventurine that was gone i added it to the cart and it was gone all right like that was only 450 for, again i say only i know that's on the high end we're blowing the wad on one watch but um i cannot i cannot recommend their pieces more i think their faces or their dials are just beautiful their craftsmanship is always uh always seemingly yeah. well received um the bezel is like a ceramic insert it's such great value every time and i just i think their pieces are amazing and you really can get into that entry point for about 500 dollars. i'd say there's a lot of micro brands out there that you can get into for about the 500 dollar range yeah from um, what i've seen that's generally where they're priced at anywhere from like three to five for you know a better a quality one standard you know? micro brand yeah I, i'd say and it goes up i mean if you're if you're looking for a, an automatic chronograph listen you just gotta know you're over a grand like that's just the world it's just the complexity there's certain and instead of doing things. that go buy a much cooler watch than a chronograph I, you're just wrong, but, um, <laughs> and point of order, cause this is important. Zelos has a lot of watches. They make a ton yeah. of unique brands. They currently they still have all six sell out. available for sale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you like, yeah, they're, they're sought after, they're loved. I really think this micro brand is just on the up and, uh, I hope I can somehow get into their, their next, uh, their next aventurine dial in some way I, i'm so tempted to just go um pay the extra couple bucks and, and get a uh scalped one honestly do it it's it's it'll be uh, i've been wanting <laughs> christian you know i've been wanting this watch for so long um i recently grew into a little uh, uh moon phase phase i think because of you yes and um, I have been looking at the event, the Venturi Moon phase quite a bit, and it is pretty. So, who knows? Maybe I, I head that way. Um, the only thing is, it is only a thirty-eight millimeter, and commit. The thing is, it is a dressy watch. It's still a dressy piece. Yeah. The Aurora is that type. If you if you've looked at the Auroras before, looking at um, it right typically, now, typically. So nice. I'm a big fan of the the bigger the Mako or the the Spearfish. I think are really they have a really fun frost spearfish that I I mm -hmm. love. <laughs> it's a GMT, so um, costs a little more, and I think the GMT, admittedly, uh, that functionality is a bit overrated. But um, that is something I have never understood. I I've had GMT watches in the past. No idea how to get them to set and i hope this doesn't ruin all my credibility <laughs> oh please please podcast. someone roast him just like you you're gonna roast me for zebra over panda oh god yeah. <laughs> i'm never gonna go over that um no i i i get the gmt thing it to me it just makes it like it's a more complex movement um yeah. but like man something you just 
are really never going to notice. That said, it, it's just a bit of a bigger face. Um, I think mm-hmm. the Aventurine in particular is executed perfectly on that GMT. I think the Frost is a perfect watch. I, I love, for some reason, I don't know why, I, the uh, Spearfish, I think, just looks Yeah, it's cool lovely. as hell. So, yeah. Um, I, I'm never going to get over those pieces in general i think so i should just get off the zealous website before i buy something stupid no yeah go to their aftermarket website and buy something stupid <laughs> i am you their, won't regret their facebook group highly recommend joining that facebook group um el sean himself the creator drops uh info there from time to time and uh pretty welcoming group they post a lot of stuff and it really encourages you to make bad decisions so <laughs> Well, before we close out, while we're giving shout-outs, I do want to give another shout-out to Night Watch and Jewelry Co. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you follow the Instagram, we posted the Universal Geneve and the Luminia, because mm-hmm. um, that's what I would go with. Instead of buying a Zellos that you're never going to get, go to your local vintage watch store and buy a cool-ass watch. Uh, that's true. Hard to argue that. Is, that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys so much to the uh, Night Watch Co. I know we shout-out to them on the Instagram, but... I'm looking at their watches again right now. And if you're ever in the yeah. Colorado Springs area, they're worth going to see. Yeah, absolutely. They uh, they did a reconstructed, uh, like a rebuilt the whole watch type of uh, piece on a... Oh, yeah, that was a, a, Ulysses uh, Narden? Yeah. Turbion? Oh, oh, God, it that was, was so nice. Amazing. And it, it felt so personal um, for the way he talked about it and how they, how they built it back and everything. And I think that's just such a cool cool thing to have so uh now give it that piece in particular thousands and thousands Pricing. of dollars <laughs> but for for good reason again it's a, it's a handmade hand remade tourbillon um so uh you know i think the vintage watch world is is definitely something you can tap into but usually not for quite into the $500 budget range. Yeah, I'm just dreaming here. Don't get me wrong. They're expensive watches, but, you know, we love small watchmakers and shops. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you guys have any cool pieces, send us pictures. We'll be happy to give you shout-outs and stuff. We'd love to hear from y'all. Well, Uh, Christian, it's been good talking to you. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. It's always a pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, This has been Half Past That Podcast. We will see you all next time. Yeah. Thanks, guys.